So what role does sleep play when we are trying to mitigate cognitive overwhelm, brain overwhelm? So my name is Justin. Welcome to another episode of The Way of the Leader. Yes, I have a dog inside, a little baby carrier on my chest. He's fast asleep. So the concept that we're talking about today is how does sleep tie into brain regulation so that we're not overwhelmed when we're trying to be productive, we're trying to focus, or we've got lots of spinning plates, which is known as like a multifocus. So how do we how do we understand sleep in the context of this? And so as I explained in the previous video talking about food, there's this idea of if you're getting bad sleep, just bringing bad sleep up to okay sleep is going to have far more of an effect of bringing okay sleep up to fantastic sleep. There are a lot of people who are obsessed with getting great sleep, but the difference between good and great actually doesn't necessarily show an improvement in their productivity, in their ability to resist overwhelm and be more resilient. What you'll actually find is people moving from terrible sleep up to okay sleep. There's an incredible jump in how well they're able to mitigate overwhelm. Right. So talking about this, like what is bad sleep? Well, bad sleep obviously is I can't fall asleep. I can't stay asleep for long enough in order for me to get my needs met, or the quality of that sleep is also terrible. So there are those three factors I would say. It's how fast do you fall asleep? Do you have struggles with that? Number two is then going to be, do you remain asleep for a long period of time? And number three is what is the quality of that sleep? Now, the sleep question also brings into uh, into the conversation, a few other metrics that we need to look at, a few other of the 10 harmonies that I talk about. So one of them is going to be food. Yes, how you eat, when you eat, what you eat, all of these are going to then compound and affect your sleep. And if you're not sure, just try it. Try and eat something, eat a meal just before bedtime and see how that affects you versus eat a meal three hours before bed and then nothing else before bedtime and see how that affects you. So the timing of your meals can be something that makes or breaks your sleep habits. So in saying this, let's just quickly talk about the ones that do influence it. So food, we've talked about. Exercise is another one. So some of the recommendations at the moment are things like exercise before 4 or 5 p.m. in the afternoon so that your body has a time to cool down before you go to bed. Perhaps there could be another thing, for example, moving your body before you go to bed. An example of that is some light stretching that you hold a position it's very comfortable and you're able to just breathe in and breathe out before you go to bed that could be a good way of preparing your body for sleep as well so the 10 harmonies do influence your sleep and so when we get to emotional regulation that's probably going to be a big one most people usually get poor quality sleep because they spend so much time stressing already they're so overwhelmed already so there's a couple of things that we can do all right the first thing that we can do with sleep that I would highly recommend that people pay attention to is, are you going to bed at regular times? So the point is, is that you're almost teaching the body like you're training a dog. You're conditioning the body to fall asleep at a particular time. And even through weekends, trying to stick to those times, more or less 30 minutes on either side of those times, you're going to be golden. Now, the second thing is the length of time that you are asleep. If you are sleeping only for five and a half hours and you find yourself waking up naturally at those times, try to go to bed maybe 15 to 20 minutes before your normal time and try and set your alarm for 15, 20 minutes after that time. Once that becomes much more natural, 
we start to extend that cycle again, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. So what we should be doing is we should be sleeping approximately between seven to nine hours a night. Now, remember that that's sleep. That's not necessarily time in bed. So if you can get a sleep tracker, it could be highly worthwhile in terms of fixing bad sleep to get it to better sleep. So the first point that I talked about, about regularity, should help you to fall asleep at a regular time. Now, there are other things that we can do to condition the body as well to respect that bedtime, which is, for example, a prompt. Uh, lights going low means time for bed. Uh, a shower or bath means time for bed. Um, and conditioning your body to do these things, making sure that you're staying off your phone because we don't want a stimulus that excites your body, it excites your mind. That wind-down routine is also called sleep hygiene, and that could be a big deal for you. What I would highly recommend is that you have a lullaby album. Well, as soon as you go into bed, you start playing an album that is very calming, very soothing, very slow-paced. And if you can, what you do is you put on your phone an alarm or a timer for 30 minutes later, and instead of a sound playing, it just turns off the current sound that's playing. I know that you can do this on iPhones. I'm not too sure about Android, but I'm pretty sure that you could have like a shutdown switch on an Android as well. So it's almost like a sleep timer. And the idea is that when your brain actually starts to hear this album, it might explore it a little bit, but after a week of listening to the same album for 20 minutes before you go to bed, your brain knows this is bedtime and that album can help you loads. Another thing that I'd highly recommend doing is getting used to, there's a type of meditation that you can do to fall asleep, which is first you relax everything, all the parts of your body that carry tension. And you could spend already five to 10 minutes just doing this, just telling the body to relax, calm down, etc., slow down the breathing. But one of the most interesting parts of this is that you then imagine yourself being swayed or rocked gently side to side, as if in a hammock or in some giant person's arms. And the feeling of being moved by something outside of you, not your own movements, is very soothing for us. And just imagining that and feeling that in your imagination is something that has been very successful for a lot of my clients. So that should help you to fall asleep faster. Once again, staying asleep for the longer period of time is something that you do also need to train. And the final point that I'll talk about is the idea about quality of sleep. Usually is influenced as well by how much you've exercised or what foods you've eaten. So if you're interested about the food thing, um, I'd highly recommend you check out the video that I made on the food harmony. But what I would also recommend is that you try and find a balance, maybe working with a professional. If you have gut health issues, go and work with a professional. Um, otherwise, moving over to a more naturally, um, let's say whole foods diet, you're going to find a lot more of an impact on your sleep as well. Yes, there are supplements that you can try. I highly recommend staying away from melatonin. Stay away from melatonin. Okay. If your doctor prescribes it to you, having a very serious discussion with you, sure. But one thing that I highly recommend that you bring up in that discussion is the impact of melatonin on your brain's hormone profile. It is a brain hormone and it will greatly change your profile, especially in the dosage that they recommend it at. I would, I would recommend staying away from it if you can. If you can't, understandable. Not everybody is the same. So these aren't hard and fast rules. These are more guidelines, like the Pirate's Code. More guidelines and actual rules. So 
after that, the the final thing to talk about with with regard to sleep, we've talked about regularity. We've talked about maybe some some ideas about how to fall asleep as well. Another big point is when you wake up, try and get some sunlight in your eyes, get some daylight in your eyes. If you're a vampire like me, you don't like to open the the curtains or the blinds until half the day is at least gone. Um, it's a good idea just to get outside. So if it's a cloudy day, you need to be a little bit longer outside, like 30 minutes, let's say, versus just 10 minutes if it's a super sunny day. But you need to let your eyes soak in a certain amount of morning daylight where possible. That's it. Those are my recommendations for the harmony of sleep in order to maximize your sleep, making sure that you're getting a good quality sleep and not a poor quality sleep. But if you want good to great sleep, that's going to be a large time and energy investment. And I recommend you check out my friend Kyle's YouTube channel. He's got a couple of good ideas there. But until then, stay safe. Hope you have a great day.